Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to the Dugout Dudes, formerly the Dodger Dudes here on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Josh Luke, and we have another one of uh, Brett's colleagues on the show today. Brett, why don't you uh, introduce yourself and your guest today? What's up, everybody? Josh, um, today we have the incomparable um, Eric Burns. Eric Burns, uh, for those of you don't know, is is a baseball legend and and most recently uh, an endurance athlete legend. Um, we'll get into that a little bit more. But Eric's uh, played in eleven seasons uh, with five different teams: Oakland, Colorado, Baltimore, um, AZ, and Seattle. Um, he's amazing. Eric, welcome to the show. Guys, thanks for having me. It's, uh, and, and, it's an honor to be on with these two. And, and, and Eric, Eric, uh, Eric and I go way back. I don't know if you remember the first time we met. Yeah, I don't think you're going to remember this, but I'll, I'll let you see if you have any idea. Do you have any idea when did, we met? Did, did, did it involve Mike Seal? It, it did. How do you remember that? Oh, it's Mike Seal, man. He's a dude that connects everybody. He's uh, the, the, the real-life Kevin Bacon. Oh, the funny thing is I was telling Josh before I'm like he won't remember this but it was an off season I think I was in like my second or third year in the big leagues and Seal worked for my agent and Mike Mike was a great high school athlete um, I'm trying to think he went to Irvine Irvine high school he's probably one of the best players that never made it I mean in well, high school he was amazing and a great bro, dude him and his brother Scott too don't sleep on Scott and his football ability I know for a long time he was the Orange County uh, rushing leader, yeah. all-time rushing leader, and both those dudes, tremendous athletes that kind of like and cra- said, and cra- Seal's crazy. Not not as crazy as you, but like we we worked out one time and we we're at the, we we're at the gym and we got on the elliptical machine and he looked at me and he said, "See that see that aerobics class? They're not going to beat us." we're going until they stop. And I'm like, okay, we don't know how long they're going to go. He's like, doesn't matter. We're going to beat them. So like, he's got a little screw loose, but so Mike, Mike's like, Hey, we're, we're hanging out. He's like, Hey, I got my, my high school roommate. He's kind of traveling up and down the coast. He'll crash on people's couches. Um, do you mind if he crashes at your place tonight? I'm like, yeah, sure. So in walks you hanging out at my apartment in Irvine. And it was just the most bizarre thing. So that's how we met a long, long time ago. And then we've known each other since, you know, forever and playing against each other, which has never turned out good for me. We have a little By bit the of way, stats. This is our first guest ever to do the interview while walking <laughs> on a treadmill. I understand, Eric, you're, you're running or walking more than 26.2 miles a day during the quarantine. Yeah, I have been. So I don't know. It's one of those things, Josh, I started, uh, Running when uh, this whole quarantine started, 
and haven't stopped. So it was 15 miles a day, 15 went to 20, 20 went to 52.4. Um, that, that was on a day that I was supposed to be doing the Ultraman uh, triathlon in, in Arizona. So I would have been running a double marathon that day uh, anyway. So I decided that, figured I was trained up for it. I went ahead and did it, but you know, then uh, I've just been hitting 20 plus a day, just making sure I get to 20. I think it's uh, kind of a fun way to quote unquote beat the 19 number for uh, <laughs> the COVID-19. Uh, you know, that's why I said when I started doing the 15, I'm like, oh, I'll just start knocking out 15 a day until I figure out what I want to do physically. And then that's when the 15 went to 20. So yeah, as of, as of yesterday, I was at, 651 so wow. yeah I'm, mean, at, I'm at like six i'm at six or seven i think <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into this a little bit so i mean you played major league baseball and it, that's not an easy thing to do you get there you become a, a star you play 11 seasons and then it's over because our 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 lifespan in, in major league baseball is so short you don't realize that it, it starts and then it's over and then you start doing some broadcasting stuff you're an analyst for mlb network and then you somehow get wrangled into doing your first triathlon. And then that spurs into becoming an endurance athlete and becoming such a passion. So take us, take us through it a little bit, what happened when your career stopped and you started getting into the sport of endurance sports. Yeah, Brett, well, I think it's, you know, I'm sure like you and like any of us that, you know, when we get done playing, we have a uh, reflection period and a time to kind of step back and, you know, realize where we've been, but I think a lot of it is, is also realizing, you know, where we're going to go. And once I started doing the broadcasting, you know, I knew that I loved that. And I knew that that's where my passion lies. But at the same time, we still have this physical void where we spend our entire lives preparing to play baseball. And, you know, so we're going back, you know, what, 30 years of just dedicating ourselves to this game and when that goes what happens is a lot of guys as you've seen it then physically they go too yep. and so when I first got done I was playing slow pitch softball I was surfing <laughs> which, a lot. which I, I do I do a little slow pitch I'm not gonna lie I exactly. love it and it's, and it's fun it's great um I was surfing every day I was golfing and I just I just knew that that wasn't that wasn't enough and I, I don't know if enough's the right word but I wasn't I didn't find this great thrill um with it and so I had some friends dare me to go do a sprint triathlon and I went down there is in uh Pebble Beach almost drowned in the water um <laughs> I was getting passed by 16 year old girls on the bike I had a beach cruiser I had no idea what I was doing ran a couple miles and got done with it, all three of my friends kicked my ass. And I turned to them, I said, hey, look, I said that was one of the most difficult and rewarding things I've ever done in my life. I said, uh, thank you guys so much for the experience. And the three of you will never beat me again. <laughs> and so the next day I went out, bought a triathlon bike, had to learn how to ride, um, bought a normal wetsuit instead of my surfing wetsuit. Um, and, you know, the surfing five millimeter wetsuit wasn't wasn't cut when it came to range of motion in the water um and then i eventually 
uh, I ran into a uh, triathlon coach by the name of Frank Soul in Arizona. And I really just wanted him to teach me how to swim because I wanted to make sure I, I didn't drown in the water um, as I got into this. And he's like, what do you want to do with it? I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, triathlon, what do you want to do with it? I'm like, I don't know. I said, you know, eventually one day I'd like to do Ironman. It'd be kind of cool. And uh, he goes, well, he goes, Ironman Arizona has charity spots open still. And he goes, I'll have you ready in 11 months. I said, there's no chance. And he goes, trust me. I'm like, all right, I will. And so 11 months later, lo and behold, I did my first Ironman. And that was in 2011. And, you know, the Ironmans <laughs> led to doing 12 Ironmans, led to doing 100 mile races. And then uh, eventually led to uh, <laughs> this crazy triathlon across the country. And we'll talk about um, that in a second, which is, yeah. which is amazing. So then the, uh, the, the golf, the 24 hour world record ski golf. And it's just, it was a whole, <laughs> it's not something that I thought that I would get into. It's not something that I foreshadowed myself um, going that far uh, into, but at the same time, you know, I think I've always done a, a pretty decent job of listening to my surroundings and my universe and, and not trying to force things. And sometimes there's certain things that pick us in life as opposed to us picking them. And so, you know, it comes with kind of the daily hustle and some of the motivational stuff that I do and some of the speaking. It's like, I never would have envisioned myself as being kind of that sort of dude. But when you realize that you have a message to share that has the potential to positively influence people, um, you know, quite honestly, it's selfish if you keep it for yourself. So I, I think that all of this has kind of come together for a reason. Um, I, I'm really, really, really enjoying it. Um, and, you know, it's just kind of always a, uh, a constant thing too of like, hey man, what, like what's next? Well, listen, you've, you, you, like you said, you did 12 Ironmans and, and, and some of these numbers may be off, but 20 or more ultra marathons, which is how many miles is an ultra marathon? An, an ultra marathon is considered anything over 26.2, but oh, I mean, well, then, if, uh, you then... Want to, if you want to go in that, in that sense, I mean, hundreds, but right. you know, it's not, um, you know, I tell people because most people who are going to uh, watch this and especially, you know, anyone watch or listen, like your, your guys crowd. I imagine there's not a lot of endurance athletes. A very affluent uh, or, crowd, or, I might add. <laughs> uh, I, I, I doubt there's a ton of ultra endurance athletes. No, in the no. crowd. But, I don't think, I mean, there's a whole subculture, but that's just, uh, I mean, I have, friends that, I, have run, I have friends that run half marathons or marathons and it's like, I'll never do that again. Like, so, so what, you, what you're doing is, is for the most part, for most common people, it's crazy. Cause it's just, it, it seems like your body can't be pushed that way. But I mean, you in, in, in the movie and the documentary that you did when you went across, you're pushing the limits, you're pushing what the human body can do and is capable, capable of doing, but it goes to show you how strong the mind is. Sometimes when the body is just physically can't do it, the mind. And, th and that's, that goes all the way back from when we started playing when we we're in high school and college where you're like, dude, I'm never going to be a major leaguer. But then when you set that mindset of like, well, why not? Why can't I do this? Why can't I just yeah. put my mind to this and work as hard as I can do it? Because it, it, you going across country, anything could have happened where it could have stopped. 
you know, an yeah. injury, anything, but, and there were injuries. There was a bunch of stuff that happened where you easily could have just said, Hey, kids, <laughs> kids and, and Tara, I, like, let's go back. Let's turn around. We're, we're in Wyoming. It's not going to happen. Let's, but the mindset, it's the mindset. And I think that's what the ultra marathon um, and, and the, the endurance stuff it's, I, I would imagine there's a, a ton of physical stuff that you got to deal with, but the mind, the mind has to be so much stronger than the body. Hey, for those who haven't watched the um, documentary, tell us about the triathlon about, um, so you swam across uh, San Francisco Bay and did you, did you go straight through? Did you stay in hotels? Give a little tease on the, um, on the documentary for those who haven't seen it. Cause I haven't seen it. Yeah. So basically what happened is, you know, I had this unique background in endurance sports and baseball. And so when we went to put our kids into school, we figured out that 97% of public schools no longer have everyday PE. 60% um, of kids do zero after school youth activity. Kids are spending seven to nine hours a day on screens. And it's just like, man, you know, we need to do something about this. As someone who obviously grew up full blown ADHD, physical activity is what allowed my mind to work. And so the thought and idea that we're taking that away from kids, it's, it's awful. And kids in impoverished communities, it's even worse because what's happening is the, the funding's been cut. The first thing to go, PE, art, music. And yeah. I could make an argument that those are the three things that need to stay. And so we ended up starting a foundation called Let Them Play. And our idea was to basically fight this problem at the grassroots level without having to take on the bureaucracy of the public education system. So for our kickoff event, we went seven miles swim across San Francisco Bay, uh, 2,400 mile bike to Chicago, and then a uh, 905 mile run from Chicago to New York City. And then the, where this comes in with the whole baseball thing is that we're like, let's use the ballparks as a place for us to get our message out, as a work with the teams to find out local youth activity organizations where we could give money directly to them to have a big impact. We gave out a thousand dollar check to a youth Latino soccer team in Sacramento. Coach had tears coming down his eyes. Okay. So to see the impact that we were able to make off of, uh, off of being able to attack it, you know, at that root level was, um, was pretty incredible, but yeah, it was, uh, it was an epic adventure. The documentary is kind of like it's the Griswolds going across the country. Dude, it's great. I watched it a couple nights ago. It's great. And then you talk about, and, and, and I, I, if you, if, if you're listening to this and, and you go, well, that's not my thing. I, you know, I don't, I don't care in terms of the family aspect of it, you know, I'm a dad, you know, and I got kids and I'm super involved with my kids, but to see, to see this journey that your wife and your kids took along with you and, and the support system. And it wasn't just about you. It wasn't just about you running across the country. It's not like, Hey, check out what I can do. And this is, I have a few takes from it, but that was one of them. It's, it's, it really is not about you. It's about the journey and what the message is, what you just talked about, you know, kids need to get out there. They need to be active. The, the one, there's one part about a school that they're doing PE every day and they're doing, you know, brain breaks and, and what that does to your brain. I showed my one kid that is not super sporty. I, sh I pulled him in and said, Hey, look at this, watch this, watch this little five minute clip just to show him like, dude, cause he's a smart kid. Like 
Just imagine how more much you can do if you get out and do something, do just five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 yeah. minutes to get out there and, and to take it. I, dude, I went out, I, I text you. I was like, dude, I just ran out, went out and ran five miles. I hadn't run five miles since I stopped playing, but it's like, if you're, if you're not inspired by watching this movie, just to get out and move. And it's, it's not, Hey, I can't run a marathon, but you could go out and run a mile, go out and do, try to beat your, your, your best record of, of, last week or two weeks ago and just put that one foot in front of the other foot and try to try to beat your best or try to get out there and move to to better yourself and that's that was one of the big things i took away it doesn't matter if you can't run a marathon or 100 miles or swim seven miles do what you can do to better yourself and the situation i, I thought i mean i thought it was amazing and I've, I've watched your other documentary and 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 it's what you're able to do and the message you're able to get across um is is amazing and i think it's 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 bigger than than just you and it's bigger than just um what this will do it's it's you're trying to change you know what is happening in schools it's 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 yeah. hey josh i think there's a good time that we check in with some of our sponsors hey the situation right now in the world has been crazy a lot of people have lost their jobs a lot of people are looking for work the perfect hire can have an impact on your business for years to come and the only place to find the perfect hire is on linkedin jobs LinkedIn has over 675 million members worldwide. LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for so you can hire the right person fast. LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and puts your job post in front of qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. It's no wonder a person is hired every eight seconds with LinkedIn and why companies rated LinkedIn Jobs the number one hiring platform for delivering quality hires. Find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com slash team, T-E-A-M. Again, that's linkedin.com slash team to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. With home security, there are two ways you can go about protecting your home. You can wait weeks for a technician to do a messy install that costs a fortune, or you can get SimpleSafe, the two-time winner of the CNET Editor's Choice Award. SimpleSafe blankets your whole home in safety. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching. Entry, motion, and glass-breaking sensors guard the inside. You can set up the system all by yourself, and it only takes 30 minutes. You'll have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch police in any moment's notice, 24-7. And it's 50 cents a day. That's only 50 cents a day with no contracts. Go to simplesafe.com team today, and you'll get free shipping, and a 60-day risk-free trial. You've got nothing to lose. Go now and be sure you go to simplesafe.com slash team. That's simplesafe.com slash team. From SimpleSafe and all of us here, we wish you safety and good health. Hey, you know what? We've all been hanging out at home, not doing a whole lot, doing a lot of stuff around the house, cleaning. Um, you know what? There's some other fun stuff you can do. You know what you can still do? You can still bet online. You know where you go? You get you go to betonline.ag. With no NBA, NHL, or MLB, which, who knows, maybe MLB will be starting up soon. You might think there's nothing else to bet on, but Bet Online still has hundreds of places to wager, including their online casino with poker and blackjack. And, and sports aren't completely done. There's still some other stuff you could bet on. Mixed martial arts, American Idol. That's right, you can bet on American Idol the elections, the spelling bee, and their $750,000 poker series. There is still some fun to be had on BetOnline, 
ag and use their promo code mypod100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first episode. That's right. You get an extra little bonus. Again, that's betonline.ag, B-E-T-O-N-L-I-N-E dot A-G, and use the promo code MYPOD100, M-Y-P-O-D 100. Bet online, the fun never ends. Hey, super excited about a new sponsor for our show. Style is changing, formal wear is out, and t-shirts are in. True Classic T-shirts are my favorite. It's based in LA, and it's a T-shirt company that's on the rise. These T-shirts are soft, they hold up in the wash, and they're incredibly versatile. You can wear them out, you can wear them to work, or even around the house, which we are all doing right now, hanging out at the house. And the best part is they're incredibly cheap, only $15. That's right, 15 bucks. And now you can get them for even less. Go to trueclassictees.com and use the code at checkout, Believe, B-L-E-A-V for 20% off. That's Believe, B-L-E-A-V at trueclassictees.com. Thanks, dude. I, I, I'll tell you what, the, you brought up the school. Uh, it's, Pog- it's in Pagosa Springs, Colorado. And so when we were putting the documentary together, it was kind of the same thing with Diamond of the Rough. So Diamond of the Rough was the first documentary that we did. And that was about my transition out of baseball into ultra marathon, which is obviously very- which is a great, Which is a great documentary too. That's it was cool. So, but the thing about Time in the Rough is that that was shot as like a potential glorified home video, right? And then what happened is basically we had all this footage and it's like, man, like I got more emotional than I thought I would get um, when, when I sat down to do the interviews uh, with these guys and it morphed into this documentary. Well, the same sort of thing, like, I would have never made that or had any part of that becoming a documentary if we didn't have a legitimate message to share. And the whole message of Diamond of the Rough was like, look, whatever we do in life, guess what? It's going to end at some point. And so we all have to figure out how we're going to redirect our passion, right? How we're going to continue to have that drive to get out of bed each and every single morning. Well, so it ended up coming, I think, with a really good message that had, you know, a pretty good impact on a lot of people. Now, when it comes to the whole let them play thing, I told Eric Cochran as the film producer, I said, dude, I said, I don't want to just highlight and tell everybody what's wrong with, with youth inactivity. I, like, I, I'm not interested in doing that. If we don't have a solution, we're not doing our jobs. This documentary, I want nothing to do with. So if this is a glorified, hey, look at me go across the country, cool, whatever, um, I'm, I'm out. I said, but if we're able to highlight what the issue is and then give a solution to the problem, now we're making a freaking impact. Now we're doing something. And so that's where Pagosa Springs came in. Pagosa Springs is a school that, basically in Colorado implemented a zero period PE where they got all their kids out there and they did it with a test group first. And they did like, what was it? 20, 30 minutes of moderate activity before school started. And then went into school and implemented quote unquote brain breaks every 20 minutes because it's scientifically proven that without moving every, what was it? 17, 18 minutes, 17, 18 our, brain, minutes. our brain shut down. 
they think we're going to sleep. And so once they implemented this, their test scores, which were here, all of a sudden went up here. And that's the solution. That's, that's the future of what we're going to see in our schools. But it's not, it's not held universally yet. That this opinion is not held universally. This is, this is funny because this goes back to, I know this is kind of stupid, but these footboards that I created. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the footboards because it's because so, I saw Millard's Instagram, him standing on a footboard. Like, I, I, I'm not going to lie, I want one because I want, I want to know what it's all about. So if you, if you want to create something that, to, to, that actually has a real impact, right? Like, a, a, just think about like in business or life or anything else. You have to basically take something that you know is true, right? That's not yet held amongst all of society as a standard norm. So the footboards on a much smaller, less impactful scale are basically, I've been using them for 10 years. It's foot reflexology. It's been around for thousands of years. Well, the foot reflexology board is what it circulates, helps circulate blood through the course of your body, right? Right. But how many of us in American society are into foot reflexology? Not a lot, very few, right? So it's not, it's not held as a common norm. Well, same thing with the whole let them play. It's like, it's not, we, we know kids are a little less active, spend a lot of time on screens. Uh, we know they're taking pee out of schools, but for the most part, no one really cares that much. But people don't realize yet the truth, which is the truth is that movement stimulates the mind. The mind. It has nothing to do with the body. So once teachers, administrators, government officials, congressmen, senators realize what movement does to the potential of our next generation, then it's going to be mandatory, right? This isn't even going to be an option. It will be mandatory. Now, and I'm, am I saying, are they going to bring back crazy PE and doing miles and miles? No, but we will see regular brain breaks in classrooms. We will see zero period PE to, for people to get moving, to stimulate the mind in the morning. And it's just a matter of time. Now, will this all be implemented in our lifetimes, the three of us? Probably not, but eventually down the road, it will happen. Right. No, and, and, it, and it should. I mean, it, and it, I mean, it comes down, I mean, you know, you know, and I know it comes down to money and, and what they can do. And, you know, my kids school, I think they do PE once a week. Um, they have some other exploration stuff where they get out and do stuff. So it's like, I think they get two days a week where they're out there doing something, which is, which is just shame. Cause I, when we grew up, we were out there every single day and it was great. And you need that. Like you're going to get more out of the kids if they can get away for a second stimulate like you said another part of their brain to to get active to get moving and then go back in and grind out schoolwork it, it's 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 a shame that that's happening but and it's happening all over the place even in the affluent areas you know where the money is there the fundraising's there our school fundraises a ton of money and i feel like we should implement that more to get the kids out more active which we don't and I, and i'm not quite sure why we don't but we don't it's crazy to me um yeah. It's, it is. It's, it's nuts. And it's, it's, uh, it's unfortunate. It's, it's even worse, like I said, as you get into these other, uh, these other districts that don't have the money. But so what's the solution? I'm not going to sit here and keep bitching about it without giving you guys the solution. In-class movement. In-class. That's fine. You know what? Immediately, you don't want to do PE? 
every 17 minutes we're getting up and we're doing brain breaks like jumps, exercises, whatever, but it's, it's gotta be done. No, it's great. And it, it it might, do you think it comes down to maybe some of the school officials or the districts, they just don't realize it. It's getting the message out there and getting the information to them that, that they can decipher this and go, Hey, we need to implement that. Yeah. So I was actually going to Washington DC to meet with, several congressmen and senators uh in march and it got shut down but um it it was uh i was going there as a representative of the sports and fitness institute of america i believe sfia um and they have two or three different bills that they're trying to get through congress right that i I was going to go help lobby and champion for and um that's that's the only way that you have to make, they don't realize it. And, and it's not, you know, they're not trying um, to deprive these kids uh, of this movement, of this exercise, uh, but it's, it, it's happening. And, and uh, you know, the, the side effects of what it does to the mind is, is ultimately. Well, like you said, it's the, e- it's the easiest thing to cut out. Hey, we got to cut out something. Well, it's the most expendable. It's P art, yeah. you know, it, it, because you can't cut out math, can't cut out science. Cause that's just, that's curriculum. So it's easy to do that. And it's, Hey, my it's kids are cutting all that stuff out for the last three or four weeks since they've been home. Man. What's no, up? see, we've been, we've been doing, we have, we have art projects that we're posting up on the kit. And I was an art major in college. So that hits home with me a little bit. Um, but we, we do the art projects. We've been trying to get the kids, even when, even when they're home and they're doing nothing and they want to be on their screens because it's a way for them to hang out and communicate with their friends. And, you know, and, and there's only so much you can do in the house. And so we've done a lot more screen time, but we'll be like, Hey guys, shut them down. We got to go outside for a little bit. We got to do some, we've got to hit some wiffle balls. We got to, we got to, you know, get in the cage or go in the jacuzzi or do something just to move because you got to stimulate yourself. You can't just sit there and do the same thing for 14 hours a day, which, a lot, which a lot of people are doing right now, which is crazy. Um, hey, in, in, in the journey across the country, um, how, how did your kids, I, I mean, I, I got more entertainment, I think, out of your wife and kids and what they were doing the whole time. You were on your bike, you were, you know, flat tires, you know, running, whatever, but they were, they're following you in a van. Um, how, did, how did they handle that for, for two months? Well, I, I, they did great. I mean, it was... <laughs> It was a very um, educational time for them. I think, you know, Tara does a fantastic job, my wife, of basically putting together little lesson plans. And so every day, I mean, we, the cool thing about protocols of crunching, and I recommend everybody do it. Now, you don't have to swim, bike, or run across the country, but take your time going across the country um, into these I mean, areas, whatever it is, like, you know, the experience of going through the, the gold, the gold rush and the Sierra Nevadas, um, you know, they were hitting up these cool spots when I was out of my bike or out running or whatever, but it was from there to Fallon, Nevada. Uh, we actually got, we got lost on a, on an air force base. It was actually a, a naval base was top gun. Like oh, okay. right in that area, we had this guy call sign Northpaw show up out of nowhere to help us and lead us off of this base that we got onto and almost got lost because he saw it on my Instagram account. Yeah, like I, where I, I was thought, on a story time. 
Dude, I followed you on Instagram the whole time. I mean, it, it was it was fun. It, I, I'm extremely entertained by by most of the stuff you put up. Um, you know, I think one of the things. I mean, I had a lot of takeaways, um, but one of the big things was when you're going across country like that. You know, you just rode your bike for I don't know how many hours, 126 miles. You stop. Um, you're dead. Most most people would be like, dude, where's the couch? Where where's the chair to sit down? But dude, you're playing catch with your kid. You're on the playground doing stuff with, with your kids. And to me, like being a dad, like if you don't watch that and want to be a better dad, those times where, you know, I'm doing something and my kid goes, Hey dad, can we go out in the cage? And I'm like, dude, I got stuff to do. I'm busy. Like you're talking about somebody, you know, just, just grinded the whole day, but you still got to remember you're a dad. You're still, you're leading by example. You're going out there and showing your kids like, Hey, you got to put your mind to something. You got to have a passion. You got to have a goal and you got to go do it. And whatever comes up, you got to do it. And they're getting to see that in real time with their dad and what impact that'll make. Like that was one of the takeaways, you know, if you're going to do something, lead by example, be a hundred percent in all the time, which you are when you do something. And if anybody that doesn't know Eric Burns is you're 100% authentic. What you see is what you get. Like that's real time all the time. Um, it's not, it's not a show. And, and I think that's, it's, it's organic and genuine. And I think, I think that's a great lesson to show um, families and kids that like, Hey, if you're going to do something, be who you are and do it the best you can do it. Yeah. I, I think, it, I mean, that's kind of how I've always lived my life, but we can't, we can't be everywhere at once. Right. We're, we're, we can't be omnipresent. We can't, uh, we, I, I can't be on the bike and, and, you know, be playing with the kids at the same time or, you know, whatever it is like, you have to be able, and, and this is this is something I've, I've learned as, as a father now that, you know, I've been able to, you know, help raise three kids, is that I don't think it's that important when it comes to the amount of time that we spend with our kids. You don't need to be there every second. As a matter of fact, if you are, you're not doing them service. Um, it could be detrimental. But. I do believe that when you are there and it is that time, you're all in, all in. Yeah. So yeah. that's, you know, with, with all my kids, you know, and I'll just give you an example of like, look, man, like even now kind of the quarantine, I get up in the morning, I have their daily hustle list laid out for them of what I, you know, here are my expectations of the day, not expectations. This is what you guys are getting done today before you even think. Of, of seeing a screen or turning on a screen. Um, I come down here, I run my however many miles for, you know, because the documentary just got released, been doing a ton of interviews and, and whatnot, but I can't, you know, I, I look, man, my kids in there right now doing, they're doing, you know, school online and whatever. Like I can't, there's nothing I can do right now at this point. Right. But guess what? Like when, I end up knocking out my 20 or 30 miles, whatever I end up doing today. He gets done with school. The girls get done with doing whatever they're doing. Let's go. My yeah. phone, gone. Like, we, we it's... Which is a great know, lesson. Because, I mean, I struggle with that. And the wife struggles with that. Tough. Like some, it's tough because, you know, especially, especially right now, we're all stuck, you know, at our places. It's hard not to want to get on and go, what's going on in the world? But the kids, yeah. they need that. They need that that 100% attention to, to, 
to really grow, really know that like, hey, mom and dad are, are in this with us together and not even here anytime when it's like, you know, you can't start looking at your phone while your kids are trying to do something. And, and you know, I'm, I, I, I admit, awful, I'm not the, right? yeah, I'm not the best at it. There's sometimes no. where I'm like, what am I doing? My kids like just ask me questions and I'm like, hey, hold on a second. It's not but good. But de- de- listen, Brett, dedicate a time. So just know that during these hours, I, it, like it's it's it. You just you just step away. Like I don't. Right. I leave my phone upstairs, plugged in, gone. And so for that time, basically it's from like six o'clock until until I, I go to bed. And a lot of times I won't even check before I go to bed. Done. Right. But guess I also have a lot of shit going on in my life, <laughs> and so I need to stay. I need to stay connected. There's not. The there's not. I, there's not enough hours in the day for you. So it's, you know, when I get, I do a lot of my work on the treadmill. Like, for, so my writing, for example, I write every day, um, do this thing as a blog called Daily Hustle, do a podcast that goes with it. Um, and it kind of, in a way, I guess it's representative of everything that I do in a sense. I wrote a book uh, called The Effort List, Life Lessons from a Human Crash Test Dummy. And I ended up in the book, it was like, on the cover, it says, it's a mentality, it's a lifestyle. And it's like, how can I say it's a mentality, it's a lifestyle, unless I dedicate this to making it a lifestyle, doing it every day. So from there, and I've always loved writing, but from there, that's how the whole daily hustle started. But that's a lot of work that goes into that. The social media stuff, a lot of work that goes into it. Whatever my obligations are for MLB networks, a lot of work that goes into it. So there's time that needs to be spent doing this. But then when that time's over, it's done. And outside of me taking my phone and just trying to capture footage when I'm in the front yard playing strikeout with my kid, like it's not, it's, the phone's not, it's not even an issue. It's just really hard for us well, you, you, you to, have, turn, to turn off. You have to document when you take advantage and school your kid. You absolutely have to document that. <laughs> I was thinking that same thing. <laughs> hey, Eric, I have two questions for you. First is, how's your lower back, man? That's a lot of pounding, all that running on your lower back. You must have a good lower back, huh? I use it every day. Yeah. You got to stretch it a lot. That's, hey. that's, so so there, there's a, you know, real quick, though, because I, I get this all the time. So there's a, uh, there's a guy by the name of Lou Hollander. So Lou Hollander, when I first got into Ironman, uh, he was like 85 years old and, uh, you know, became like the world record holder of the oldest Ironman finisher. And he had like, I don't know, he, he had, uh, I think it's two rules. I know one of them would go anaerobic every day. Um, and then the other one, I believe had something to do with just like doing something every day, right? Like do something every day and go anaerobic every day. And he was saying, he's like, I got all my friends are 80 years old. How do you possibly do that? This and that. And his response was what I just gave you. I use it every day. So you use it or lose it. And that's right. what we don't understand as a society. Because as we get older, you know, get into the physiology things. Like, look, testosterone levels drop. Um, bone density. Bone density. Um, there's all sorts of, you know, these negative effects of aging that, that happened to us. But one of the things though, especially when, you know, we talk about the adrenaline, the hormones and everything else, unless we're firing them on a daily basis, 
they're going to continue to complete or de deplete. They're going to continue to drop. But when you're using it, when you're using your muscles each and every single day, and this is a one amazing thing that I learned on the tri uh, triathlon across America when I'm doing 100, 150 miles a day on the bike, 30, 40 miles a day on the run. And even when I did get hurt, because my Achilles blew up when I started running, what happened is I just kept going. And when I kept going, the blood kept circulating. And so the whole concept of PRP, which, you know, Brett, I know you know a little yep. bit about, yep. it's, it's like the blood spinning, right? So you're getting new fresh blood to recover your body. But what happens is as we get older, we're like, oh man, this hurts, that hurts, I'm done. I can't do it, I can't run because my, you know, my back or my leg or my hip. And then you stop. And then once you stop, you're screwed. So my advice to people, and it's, it's not, dude, don't do what I do. I, you, I, there's no need to. You don't have to go 23 miles a day, but do something every day. If you do something every day, now we're starting to fight off the effects of aging. And it's like, look, no one's, I'm not trying to get younger. What I'm trying to do is that as we age, as we get older, you know, if we're, if we're lucky enough to, we're, we, want, we want to be efficient, effective, and, and, and we want to be active, and we want to enjoy those latter years. But the only way we do that is by not stopping, by continuing to charge on a daily basis. Josh, I'm sorry about going off of the side tangent. Oh, hey, that's, <laughs> hey, that's our show. I got a bad that's... lower back, so I mean, I was like, man, his bad lower, his lower back must be... Hey, Josh, that's a great question because I know my back is killing me pretty much every day and I'm not doing nearly as much as Eric is. So this wraps up our part one of our discussion with Eric Burns. Please stay tuned for part two where we'll discuss a little bit more about the Oakland A's and Eric's involvement in the Moneyball with Billy Bean and Eric's thoughts on the possibility of starting the Major League Baseball season in either Arizona or Japan. So thanks for being with us. We are the Dugout Dudes on the Believe Podcast Network. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.